0: from our
1: 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event and welcome back, Heather Knight. Coming back in the day after we traveled 49 miles and you must be hurting, what hurts (laughs) the most?
0: My thighs. I'm moving like I'm 105 with really bad arthritis. (laughs) It took me longer to get into 901 Mission than it usually does because I'm moving very slowly.
1: I had this moment where I was crossing the street and there were like 12 seconds left. It's the four lane street on the Embarcadero. So I'm like, oh, I better run to get across. And like my legs didn't work. (laughs) So my number one is thighs. Number two is shins. I have them ranked. And number three is the tips of my toes from roller skating. A lot of pain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was very productive as well. We sacrificed greatly but (laughs) we covered 49 miles of San Francisco and now we're gonna take all that information we're gonna hear from readers and we're gonna create a better 49 mile scenic route
0: yes I'm super excited unlike some past adventures that were just over when they were over this was only the beginning and we have a lot to do
1: so we're gonna do that in this episode we're gonna talk a lot about our initial reactions super super important you've got a column coming up um on Sunday's paper it'll be online a little bit earlier I'm gonna have a column with some things that I think should be on this route and with those columns there's gonna be opportunities for people to give their feedback and we're gonna start hearing from people what they want on the route
0: Yeah, we really want this to be a reader project. We want to hear from everybody listening and reading our work about what they'd like to see on a new and improved 49-mile scenic route.
1: So listen to The Chronicle, read The Chronicle, subscribe to The Chronicle. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob, and this is The Big Event. We're going to have a quick recap in a second here, but I want to first shout out a couple of people who are not here, but should be. Jessica Christian.
0: Oh my gosh, she was amazing. She's our photographer. I don't think any other photographer, we have uh, lots of great photographers, but she brings the enthusiasm for our weird adventures that few people probably would when they have to lug around that heavy equipment all day. She was great.
1: She loves San Francisco, and I just love seeing her work for 15 and a quarter hours. Yeah. Um, She would be walking along and suddenly something would catch her eye and just like, wait a second guys, and then I'd look over to my left And there'd just be this beautifully composed, you know, light and fog and a couple of buildings, and she'd start taking photos. I just, it was such a pleasure to see how she works. She's like hanging out of a car at some (laughs) points. I think she worked harder than we did.
0: Not only does she make beautiful pictures, but she's great on the social media front too. She made a ton of short little videos. She did a great Twitter thread. There were little gifts she was making along the way. She just did an awesome job.
1: Yeah, so shout out Jessica, very much an equal partner in this. And Eric Kingsbury, who we had on an earlier 49 Mile Drive podcast, um, I was impressed that he had walked the 49 Mile Drive. After going through this with us, we had bikes, we had a train, we had the scooter girls. I just kept getting more and more and more in awe of his feat of doing this in one day, on, on foot.
0: And he came and met us at the Tempest at the end, which was really nice, bought us some beer. And we said, well, what did you do when you were done with your 49 mile walk, which is like way more intense than what we did. And he, <laughs> he said he went home and made Zuni's roast chicken recipe, yeah. which we definitely did not do.
1: I wish we had a time machine so we could go back and bring him like a really good cheeseburger or something. Um, he's awesome. And I think really set the tone for the project in terms of, hey, Let's just find ways to discover San Francisco, fall in love with this city a little bit more, um, remind ourselves of what's great about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: We got to give a shout out to Mac Allen as well. Yeah. He met up with us. Um, Listeners may remember him. He did Total Muni Summer last summer where he took his kids on every Muni ride from end to end. And this summer he did... every SF playground where he took them to 146 playgrounds. He met up with us several times yesterday, escorted us onto the Cal train, came to the Tempest at the end and he wrote us a poem.
1: Okay, so I started to read his poem and I liked it and then I was gonna respond to it and I started getting a little bit emotional. So as soon as this podcast recording is over, I'm gonna like, you know, really get back into that because that was a really sweet gesture. Yes,
0: he's a poet who posted this amazing poem for us on Twitter. Which we found in the middle of the day, and it was a big pick-me-up.
1: Yeah, so, and not diminishing anybody else who we're not mentioning in the beginning, um, so many people came out and met us. I wanted to give a quick recap, just going through really quickly. Got up at 5, I did, uh, about 4.50. I got up at 4.30. Yeah, uh, sorry. And and, uh, met at a little bit after 5.30. So we met in the lobby, met our two... 49-mile scenic route author friends from the last The Big Event episode, and at about 5.45, get on a lift bike on Howard Street.
0: Yeah, Howard Street is never very pleasant. Um, Can't say it's any more so at 5.45 when it's pitch black, but thank goodness for protected bike lanes. We um, got to the end of that safely, biked through the Tenderloin, made it to the 38 Geary, and uh, the route does this really weird switchback where you ride the 38 Geary out to Japantown and then come immediately back on post. So we did our 2 Clement ride there, got to Chinatown, and we immediately were so happy to get there because it's such a great neighborhood.
1: It was a wonderful neighborhood. Um, met our friend from Muni Diaries, Eugenia Chen. and She brought us pork buns. Brought us pork buns, um, which was fantastic. I have to say the chinatown stop started um this trend that kind of bit us later which is that we were kind of chill in the beginning (laughs) yeah we were were having so much
0: fun chatting with her in portsmouth square and just observing all that there is to see there that we're like oh wait we're actually supposed to be moving along at a rapid clip
1: so then from chinatown beautiful walk i love seeing all the children um first child was I, I a <laughs> couple I of down. hours
0: and we didn't see any kids i mean maybe they're not hanging out on howard street at yeah, 545
1: <laughs> maybe there shouldn't be kids on howard street <laughs> at 545 that's true but it was shocking i wrote it down i think it was 741 yeah. was our first kid sighting um headed through north beach uh saw our first celebrity on the roof <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aaron Peskin was at his usual haunt Cafe Trieste he showed me where the cafe had just taken down its framed portrait of Bill Cosby who is persona non grata in a Cafe Trieste it turns out
1: I have to say like if you're gonna run into Aaron Peskin Cafe Trieste is a great place because he knows all the history he was pointing to a Paul Cantner mural across the street and telling us a story also um, I think
0: the clientele there is probably if you're going to pick any group of people in San Francisco the ones most likely to be holding a print edition of the Chronicle are there
1: yeah you were walking around trying to take some <laughs> photos I saw. they didn't
0: really want to be photographed they were kind of grumpy but they yeah. were all wearing reading the Chronicle
1: probably the first coffee we didn't have time for them to have their second coffee they would have taken the photo Um, So we went on our first kind of longish walk uh, heading through North Beach and over toward Fisherman's Wharf. Um, Again, kind of taking our time. And who
0: did we find on the street corner waiting for us? Emperor Norton. That was awesome.
1: Fantastic. Um, I don't know whether or not it was the real Emperor Norton. He had Emperor Norton currency, but um, whoever it was, it was a a fantastic meeting. Yes. Yeah, I bowed. I don't know if that was (laughs) the right thing to do.
0: I had no idea you were supposed to do that, but shout out to you.
1: Yeah, so found our jump bikes. I had to backtrack a little bit and then um, met a few more friends, uh, met some strangers, and started our journey across the Presidio.
0: Yeah, we found Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) We made it to Fort Point, which is always gorgeous. I mean, I think that's probably the most classic San Francisco scene with the fog over the Golden Gate Bridge. Beautiful.
1: And then that's when our second mishap i'm gonna call it a mishap my jump bike died before yours did yeah. in the middle of sea cliff <laughs> yeah a, you know. so
0: some billionaire in Seacliff went outside and found a jump bike in his yeah. <laughs> front yard
1: and I don't think we had any real fights. I mean, they were kind of more fake fights. But, um, <laughs> we like
0: to embellish our fights for Twitter purposes.
1: But I was, there was, I, I told you to go ahead and I was going to walk.
0: You did. You just admitted it.
1: I you told, told you to go ahead, but go ahead. So I, I didn't want you to go ahead. <laughs> well, you should have I mean, said that. <laughs> well, you should have read that I really didn't want you. to. Anyway, so you left and I had to pee and, um, <laughs> and I saw Coyote and uh, met up at the Legion of Honor. David Gallagher <laughs> from Western Neighborhood Project. He'd been was waiting there.
0: for hours because we were going so slowly.
1: Yeah, he had a little history lesson, photos. Um second mishap. <laughs> so I'm carrying around this board. How would you describe it? A it's
0: Arts and Crafts Project poster board, which had a map of the forty nine mile drive. And then we were marking as we go, like, color coded yeah um like i don't remember the colors but let's say it was yellow for walking orange for busing so we were tracking ourselves
1: yeah i think it was pink for busing yellow yellow for walking whatever um point being i put a lot of time into this there's a lot of glue stick involved cutting and pasting i'm i'm kind of building highlighting the route as we're going and i'm talking to david a gust of wind comes up it goes in (laughs) the legion of honor fountain um, I go after it, like I'm. I, my arm is getting wet and I'm in great danger of falling in and kind of like.
0: Great danger in this one foot deep fountain. What could have happened? I
1: could have gotten covered in water, we would have traveled the next 40 miles and I would have gotten hypothermia and died. That's what could have happened, Heather. Um, But I love your reaction, okay? Jessica takes photos of this happening. Understandable, she's our photographer. Like if if I die, I mean, if I like rode a bike off a cliff, I would expect she would take a photo of that, okay? Your reaction was not to come and give me a hand and I could have used it because I'm reaching out and I'm about to fall in. Your reaction is to A. What I'm doing
0: now, which is cracking up.
1: A laugh. And B get your phone. Of you got course. your phone out to take we were photos. To
0: document everything on Twitter, so that's what I did.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so um my... I would
0: have been a lot sadder if you had biked off a cliff and died.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Anyway, my board was soaked. Um, all of the highlighter was like was like totally messed up. And it
0: looked like a tie dye t shirt. It
1: looked like a tie dye t shirt, and the little uh, I had forty nine mile like color logos on it, and they were all smeared and stuff. But whatever, I was going to carry it anyway. I waited for it to dry out. It looks sad. There are photos on Twitter. Um, from there to uh, Cliff House.
0: Yes, Uh, we had to walk to Cliff House because then my bike died, and we, um, I thought it was very, what's the word, appropriate that we uh, locked it to a sign with the Seagull for the 49-mile scenic drive and walked to the Cliff House where we had, I think this was a very clever idea, decided to get permission to store our roller skates overnight, and we found our favorite Cliff House waiter, Dana, who brought out our box of skates for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got our skates on, on Ocean Beach. You skated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to explain that the day before our route, we had done a a little practicing here and there. And I do not roller skate. And we tried it in Golden Gate Park on the smooth surface where you're actually supposed to roller skate. I did okay there for someone who doesn't roller skate. But then when we went to Ocean Beach and there was that bumpy sidewalk smeared with bird poop and all these tourists wandering around i was like this is not going to happen
1: no so we decided and i actually you were totally game you were skating fine it's just it's a really rocky area i don't want you to fall down and go to the emergency room um one for your health and two because then (laughs) you could have
0: laughed and posted a photo on twitter
1: yeah so um anyway i ended up uh putting on the skates and i skated down to Terravel. you did you very gotta, well
0: and you have some good dance skate moves
1: yeah i had the same bg song tragedy <laughs> uh, i had that on just on a loop and uh skated down to teravel i um, got
0: another jump bike thankfully
1: yeah we had i don't even want to get into it it was actually the most frustrated i was yeah. but we were way way behind um had a little bit of a bus mishap and we got
0: confused because a road was closed and the 57 Park Merced was not coming. I'm still mad about that. Anyway, yeah. we had a down moment.
1: Yeah, so we had to wait for some buses, long walk to sunset, and now we're panicking because it's, you know, four o'clock and we're maybe half done. I mean, yeah. it was not good. So we decided to put up the bat signal. Uh, let's just cop to it. We had kind of an escape route if we got stuck. We yeah. had on call...
0: The SF Scooter Girls, who are my new best friends. (laughs) So one of the women who wrote that book that was on the last episode is a member of this club of women who drive Vespas together in really badass um, biker jackets and helmets. And she hooked us up with two um, Scooter Girls, and they offered, they were going to just take us like a short way up the hill on Dolores when we thought we were like, gonna have so much time and perhaps finish this by two in the afternoon we we
1: had a fundamental disagreement i felt like the scooter girls might be cheating because we're getting on a motor vehicle i was kind of okay with going up dolores because we could just pass it off as hitchhiking which is not driving a car um and i wanted to walk the entire uh golden gate park um your compromise on that was that I would have to row around Stowe Lake. <laughs> we had this agreement and then we got in this situation and you told me, you're like, look, we need them yeah. to. I did
0: not want to be going on Caesar Chavez at the end at like three in the morning.
1: Yeah, and that was smart. So um, we got on our scooters, did the entire Golden Gate Park on the back of a scooter. And I've got to say to anyone who complains that that's cheating. That's actually kind of the best way to see this route, because we've got someone else driving, it's a great view, and we got to see the whole thing and experience it. So. Yeah,
0: so either we our alternatives were doing something very physical, where we were just tiring ourselves out, or being in a bus or a train, where we were just buried in our phones trying to catch up on Twitter and not seeing what was going on. So I thought this was great.
1: Yeah, it worked out really good, and they got us to the top of Twin Peaks, which got us back on schedule. And we walked down to it. It was Peak. like a
0: completely different climate up there. It was like Mount Everest. It was raining. It was weird. Like the rain wasn't falling to the ground, but it was such thick fog and so damp that we were like getting covered. And it was so windy and freezing.
1: Yeah, it was all I could do not to um, drop my board which was my already, wet. already well, it was dry by that point, but um, it w- kept trying to fly out of my hand. It was super And we wet. couldn't
0: see anything.
1: Yeah, it was brutal. Um, and whatever, like, yeah, we got a ride up, but coming down was no picnic. It was no. super cold. It was a long walk. Um, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So then we finally descended out of the fog and we're walking through kind of that, ash. I think it's called Ashbury Heights. Yeah. I don't know. It's like between the Castro and Haight kind of. And... Um, a car pulled up right in front of us and I was like, who is, who is this? And it was Bevan Dufty. That was a nice surprise.
1: Yeah. We had a lot of great surprises and we're not going to name everybody um, because there were, you know, I mean, it was more than a dozen people who came out and and specifically just to see us and then other people we ran into, but it was really super cool of him to do that. I've known Bevan since I was a little kid. So um, good friend.
0: I think he's like the nicest city official.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, See him, we get down to Safeway, get a little horrible more bathrooms. Food.
0: Pro tip never use the bathroom at the Church Street Safeway.
1: Yeah, that's Ugh. that's going to be on our um, you know, when we rebuild this route, that'll be one of the tips. But um, get a couple more jump bikes, and then I thought things started going pretty well again.
0: Yeah, so um, we biked up Dolores. The jump bikes are supposed to help you give you a little boost, but these hills were. Even too bad for the jump bikes. And then they're so heavy that to try to push them was exhausting as well.
1: Yeah. So that was not easy, but we were making good time again. Um, achieved our goal, which we made this goal. And I think at the time it was sort of like advisory. Now I'm like really glad we made it that we got down Scissor Chavez without um, the sun going down. I mean, yeah. Was... I did not
0: want to do that in the dark. It is.
1: Yeah, it's we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, Cesar Chavez was not a fun part of the ride, but I was glad that we got that done before it was dark. And then this was lovely. So we had this whole problem. What do you do about 280? Because 280 is on the current route, and we can't drive, and we're not going to hitchhike up it. So we didn't really know what our alternative was going to be, if it was going to be to walk surface streets around there. And then one of us saw that the... 22nd Street Caltrain basically picks up in the same spot.
0: Yeah. So that was nice. That was another spot where we saw Mac Allen. He escorted us onto the train. Took that one stop and that was like so nice to sit. It has really comfortable chairs. I didn't really want to get off the train. Yeah,
1: Caltrain was nice. Yeah, um, it's very plush. Yeah, I compared to Muni. Gone gone for a longer ride on that at that point because we were tired. Um You had booked a rickshaw, but we way blew that rickshaw deadline, Um, and we showed up at AT AT&T Park, and I basically pushed. I'm like, I feel like we should walk the rest, Yeah, Um, and we sort of agreed on that. We ended up walking most of it, and- um, We
0: took an F car from one block just for the- just because I love F cars. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but all along the Embarcadero, um, it was like an F car from like the ferry building to Washington. It was just- you know, a little bit of a break, yeah. And then walked over to Battery, down Battery, back up Howard Street again, and that walk, I'm never gonna forget that, those last few blocks with you, me and Jessica. We
0: were exhausted, starving, and we've never been so happy to see Fifth and Howard. I don't think anybody has ever been as happy as (laughs) we were to see Fifth and Howard.
1: We had been, I think, from about that Safeway Safeway, we like got a little food to graze on, but we didn't have a meal during this. I mean, we didn't sit down and like enjoy a meal at all. We were just eating quick grazing types of foods. So, from about that Safeway, I think 80% of our conversation was about going to the Tempest (laughs) and getting a box burger and an impossible burger for Jessica. And we were just talking about burgers toward the end.
0: Yeah, we kind of forgot what we were doing. The whole goal was just to make it to the Tempest and get a burger.
1: Yeah. So we get to the Tempest. We had a few friends there. That was super cool.
0: Yeah. Get our burgers, get our beers.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah. And I just had a real nice conversation. Uh, Our friend Carol was there and uh, Eric and Mac and uh, uh, it was was just a fun little group. Um, I enjoyed it. So I thought it was a great day. Um, I think it was especially great because this wasn't even... The big event. I mean, this wasn't the end of it. This was just something we were going to do to to research, and we've got a whole new phase coming up.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna once we recover from feeling like we're 105, we're going to um, solicit feedback on what should be on a new and improved modern day 49 mile route that would not require you to sit in a car for the whole time.
1: Yeah, I want to get. Certain kind of almost like stakeholders, people with certain expertise, I want to sit down and have conversations. Uh, The Chronicle's John King, architecture critic. I'd really like to have him give some feedback um, in terms of the new route. Uh, Charles Demare. I'd love to hear him talk a little bit about public art and art options along the route. Um, SF Bike, uh, the walking
0: Walk SF is the pedestrian kind of equivalent of the San Francisco Bicycle Coalition. So we definitely want to talk to folks at both of those organizations.
1: And I just want to hear what people have to say. Um, but I, I thought we'd give our initial reactions right now. Um, what we liked, what needs to go. Starting with what we liked, I when I first saw this route, I thought there were a lot of things wrong with it. And I still do. Um, I have some very specific things that I think are wrong with it. There were some things that I ended up liking a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah.
0: I was pretty spot on in terms of what I thought when I looked at the map and then how I felt afterwards. What I could tell was that the northern half was really good and the first half of our day was great. Um I loved the route through Chinatown, North Beach, Fisherman's Wharf, the Presidio. It goes really wrong in the southern half of the city, which is kind of what I expected.
1: Yeah, I I feel the same way. I feel almost like someone was developing a really good route and then they ran out of time and they're just like, let's go here, here, and here. I mean, the the very fact that it's not even 49 miles, it's apparently 46 miles, as Eric Kingsbury told us, tells me that um, a lot of attention seems to have been paid to parts of it and not others. I actually didn't mind going through uh, parts of the Tenderloin. Um, I, I don't. Feel like we need to rule that out I really loved um, just kind of seeing San Francisco waking up and mm-hmm. we saw a lot of students uh, a couple aspiring rappers were, <laughs> <laughs> were emphasis working.
0: on aspiring
1: yeah so we saw that and then having that kind of spill into the um, uh, Chinatown North Beach and Fisherman's Wharf section which I just absolutely loved I had come into this project thinking let's knock Fisherman's Wharf and Pier 39 out of it and I'm actually a Fisherman's Wharf advocate now I mean that was super fun it's even if you're a San Franciscan and you don't like going to tourist places seeing that side of the city I think is kind of important and I loved running into Emperor Norton yeah that
0: was awesome I really felt like whoever made this map was um, heavy on the San Francisco landmarks that any tourist would know about like it's going to go through the Chinatown gates and it's going to go past the famous coffee shops in North Beach and it's going to take you to Fisherman's Wharf and um, all the obvious stuff they clearly like spent a lot of time mapping that out. They um, forgot about the neighborhoods where most San Franciscans really live which is (laughs) not that you know one quadrant of the city.
1: Yeah it it feels almost like the goal is to come to San Francisco and spend some money, not, you know, what a native might want to do. Or It seems like the goal is like come to San Francisco and spend some money. And it's not what someone who maybe is new to San Francisco and wants to live here or someone who's been here a while wants to do, which is, you know, discover some new things. And I'd love we'll get to this, but I'd, I'd love to have more small businesses, um, more little bars, more little places that you can discover and not just let's find the quickest route to get from, you know, one landmark to the other. That's what it felt like in the second half.
0: I'd really like it to go through more neighborhoods. Um, there's so many little villages in the city that are so different from each other and so charming and it really doesn't go through any of them.
1: Yeah, so uh, another thing I liked, I, I did like the ending. I, I like... um you know, I feel like Chase Center could get, get built into it down the road, but I really like that walk um, from AT&T Park around the the Bay Bridge. Mm -hmm. And I like that it happened at night, too. Yeah, the bay
0: lights were on, which are gorgeous.
1: Yeah, and random marathon.
0: (laughs) That was so weird. (laughs) We were walking up the Embarcadero, and all of a sudden, all, like, hundreds of people were running at us. And it turns out we we were salmon swimming upstream in some kind of marathon that happened on Wednesday night.
1: Wednesday night, I thought I was hallucinating it at that point because I was so tired and a little bit hungry for my um, box burger at the Tempest. Um, yeah, I'd love for it too. I kind of like that it goes by the Chronicle. Um, I w- I'd like to keep that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is what we really want to talk about things that need to go. Oh my what God. we didn't like. <laughs> I'm going to let you start. I know you got a big list, but.
0: It's what I said. The southern half is horrible. I mean, the Great Highway is fine. It's I love the Cliff House coming down that hill, but you don't need to see every last inch of the Great Highway.
1: It's not even that fun or nice. Because the
0: sidewalk ends when you're by the ocean, and then you have to like go across the street and onto the actual Great Highway, which is just tons of houses.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I am fully in favor of let's spend some time in the sunset, but that's just kind of one community that doesn't really see the sunset yeah so i i feel like that's a waste of time i gotta say going all the way up and around lake merced horrible i have fond memories of lake merced my grandmother took me fishing there um lake merced's like a c plus lake at best i mean it's not
0: you don't need to see every last inch of lake merced to feel like you've seen san francisco plus um this is going to be a controversial statement we were all noting how much space is given to that golf course there when people can't even you know afford an apartment yeah just the choice of how san francisco designates its land use is bizarre
1: yeah I, i i'm totally on board and if that's controversial i'm sorry um walking by that entire length of the golf course, where we had a really long walk there, it just goes on forever. And I'm sitting there thinking we're like, you know, talking about where to put people like down to the, you know, where are we gonna put a container, you know, a a shipping container where a couple people can live in and you've got this huge expanse of space. whatever that's kind of political that's a discussion for someone else that maybe isn't going to come up too much in this project but it makes me think i don't feel like i need to it doesn't make me happy to to drive by you know what seemed like miles and miles of a high-end golf course that most people who live in the bay area can't afford to go to it it doesn't
0: plus if you notice there were so many rvs parked along lake merced boulevard so clearly people are living in their vehicles, probably some SF State students, cause that's right there. And yet there's this huge golf course that, you know, for what, that the city owns, so. Plus Lake Merced Boulevard is not attractive. It's just no. so much traffic. And to see these seagull signs with the big red letters, Scenic Route, you're like, really? This is not remotely scenic.
1: And we mentioned this too, Sunset, just going straight down Sunset. All
0: of Sunset Boulevard. All of
1: Sunset Boulevard. Why? Yeah. I mean, that's a complete waste. I mean, you could detour a couple of blocks in certain areas. I love the fact that Three Fish Studios, which makes all of it, don't steal 49-mile scenic drive signs. And by the way, there were a lot of them. Yeah, we there were more, more than we thought. Yeah. They will you, – you've got these small businesses. I would love for um, whatever route we come up with to – value small businesses and cool little institutions. I'd love to go buy a couple of, you know, really cool comic book shops. I mean, just other parts of San Francisco that aren't the expensive golf course or the landmark that's in your snow globe.
0: Yeah. We did like Golden Gate Park. I I mean, I just love that park. It's beautiful. And I don't mind that it goes through the whole park, but we will probably talk more about that. Um, what do we think about Twin Peaks?
1: Okay. So this is I think a really fundamental question that we're gonna have to wrestle with throughout this project Um, we're making this more bike and walk friendly going up Twin Peaks it's possible to go up we saw people walking up it seemed like it was almost like their daily routine it's not very bike and walk friendly it's a long detour and you go up there and it's like total roll of the dice whether you're going to be able to see anything anyway yeah. we went the day before just but to day check before, it, out. it was gorgeous gorgeous we, went we literally out,
0: couldn't see anything yesterday and
1: we were it was like raining on us um yeah. so i'm willing to take twin peaks out i think if we do we have to really think about the views and making it up in some other places i think like bernal heights is an example has some fantastic views maybe mount davidson uh, now
0: Davidson has a bus that gets you almost to the top, and then it's not a very hard walk after that. So that's something to consider.
1: Yeah, in the Presidio, I actually really like the Presidio route a lot, but I think you could even capitalize on the views even more when we met with our Pre- Presidio Trust uh, people that we met. Um, they showed us a couple of views that I'd love to get in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just unforgettable. So I'm willing to sacrifice Twin Peaks. I do think what I don't want to happen is for us to come out with a route and everybody's reaction is, but where's Twin Peaks? I mean, maybe it's just something we have to include. I don't know.
0: We'll talk more about that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk more about that. But it, it, it definitely felt like something we could have cut off yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Um, You know, Si Se Puede, my aunt Susan Leal was the supervisor who um, renamed Army Street as Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Why was that street
0: chosen? I mean, Cesar Chavez is definitely worth having a street named after him, but why that one?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a big thoroughfare. That's great. I don't think it's the road that I want on my 49-mile scenic drive. What what bug me so much is as we're going down there, and it's not – a fun road to go down and there are even some safety issues when you're getting under highway one Oh one. What I hated about it is we're as we're going down it, we're going right by all these neighborhoods that I want to see. I yeah. mean, we're not far from Bernal Heights. We're right by La Langua with the uh-huh. uh, burrito justice, his little home there that is underrated. And there were all these other places I wanted to explore nearby that, you know, we just instead are going down this, you know, miles and miles of, of, uh, unpleasant (laughs) Uh, so unpleasant yeah
0: borderline dangerous filthy I mean we saw trash everywhere in pretty much every neighborhood except the Presidio which feels like you're in a different world but there was just piles of garbage along Cesar Chavez for anyone to consider that scenic I'm like why
1: yeah. So I didn't I didn't like that at all. And then you take a left and ridiculously there's like this 49-mile scenic drive this way and then it points to an on-ramp for 280 which ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um I mean, I don't think we're going to keep any of that, but if we did, I I'd, I'd want the Caltrain station to be the next stop that people are making. You could you can walk it or take a bike on a Caltrain. Just
0: to think that you would think the best way to get from Twin Peaks to the Embarcadero through the southern part of the city should miss the heart of the mission, the Castro, Bernal Heights, Glen Park, and yet go on Cesar Chavez and the 280. It makes no sense. It made me mad.
1: Yeah. I was angry as well. (laughs) Your famous
0: quote was like, we were biking on on Cesar Chavez and we couldn't hear each other very well because of all the traffic. And you're like, this is so off the route.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Well- We're gonna work on that. Um, uh, Any other thoughts, Anything? any other likes or dislikes?
0: Um, I've already said this, northern half, great. Southern half needs a lot of work.
1: I think just looking at the map, I was looking at my color-coded waterlogged tie-dye map uh, last night before I went to bed. We have three miles already. It's only 46 miles as is. I think we can get another five, six miles out of the parts that we don't like doing a little reroute depending on what we do with Twin Peaks I think we could have up to 10 miles of new areas that we can explore and we can reroute a little bit what's there I think we can get a lot in yeah I I really think we can make a good route and I was worried that maybe we wouldn't be able to but after going through it I feel like with reader help with listener help we can really make a great route. Not everybody's going to be happy. There are going to be people who really want certain things, but we can talk to walkers. We can talk to bikers, make it safe, make it something where you could break it down to any six or seven miles and it's going to be a fun little excursion.
0: Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway was a people love this project. I was um, kind of nervous when we pitched it because it's one of those traditional iconic parts of san francisco that maybe everyone is going to say why are you messing with our scenic drive but only three people have Mm. emailed me that they love the current 49 mile drive so i think people's excitement about it was great and just the friendliness of people yesterday who came out and brought us food or little souvenirs and rooted us on and tons of people on twitter were chiming in and um, wishing us the best, so that was just really heartening to see that um, there's a lot we don't like about the city right now, but the people are still
1: amazing. Totally. Every time we felt like we were down, um, it, it seemed to me like any time we were down, someone would just show up, and it was a mixture of people who we knew, which was super fun to see friendly faces and then someone just like coming by either they had been following us and didn't know us maybe a little sheepish about introducing themselves and and please do i mean that's the ultimate compliment and people who just kind of stumbled into us and wanted to know what we were doing um much like total muni it's the exact same experience which is I just love the city even more. I have more faith in the people who are in the city and the ability for the city to have a great future. And the fact that that happened twice makes me think that we're kind of on to something that if we encourage people and give people a way to kind of randomly discover the city, they're going to be happier and better San Franciscans.
0: I also want to give this is a very minor detail a shout out to the woman at the gas station on Cesar Chavez <laughs> because we got to this point where we were the bike lane just ends it looks like it forces you to go on to the highway you have no other choice. Yeah. And she was like, "Are you looking for a way to get your bike <laughs> past the freeway?" We said, "Yes." And she directed us to this underpass, which you never would have seen from where we were.
1: It, it was one of those cinematic moments where I thought we were going to turn around and she would have disappeared because she was just <laughs> a ghost. <you> know? <laughs> there was a lot of that. Um, also, I, I got to say, like, if people were following us on Twitter, um, you know, there was some banter. Uh, I didn't think I thought we got along pretty well. Yeah. I, I I think we travel well together on these little excursions. So I was kind of happy. You know, with total muni, I really did think you were going to be completely sick of me. (laughs) And with this one, I was a little bit worried, like, okay, you know, is it going to be a little too much Peter, a little too much Heather? Uh, I I thought we we got along okay.
0: Yeah, I was worried because you you were training and you're more athletic than me in general and you're a way better roller skater. I thought I was going to mess this up physically but i hung in there and um we got along great
1: you hung in there and actually my inclination to walk and bike more i think pushed you and i think your inclination like hey we want to ride some buses let's have the scooter girls there allowed us to finish it
0: (laughs) we would still be (laughs) where on caesar chavez
1: so i thought we complimented each other well that way final thing i'll say and You say that you're not a runner or jogger, and you're not fast. You like put yourself down. You are a very brisk walker.
0: (laughs) I was always ahead when we were walking. Yeah, I don't want to dawdle.
1: Yeah, you you tend to like approach walking like you I think approach journalism, (laughs) which is you kind of get things done quickly. Um, take care of business, uh, not a lot of wasted time. Let's get down to it. So, um I noticed that in Total Muni too, but I really noticed it this time that uh you know, you put yourself down, but you're a A plus walker, Heather. (laughs) Thank you. So next step. Uh you've got a column coming out?
0: Yeah, I still have to write it. Too tired at the moment. That will happen soon, editors. Um, and then we will be soliciting feedback from readers, we're going to have a way that you can respond, I think on sfchronicle.com, right?
1: Yeah, uh, and by um, our uh, Total SF bylaws, uh, this podcast won't be out till your column's out, so if you're listening to this, you can check out uh, sfchronicle.com. I think we have a new Total SF landing page now. Yeah,
0: all of our cool stuff uh, shenanigans are available at sfchronicle.com slash total sf.
1: Yeah, and then On Monday or Tuesday, I'm gonna have an article out with my like 15 places that I want on this route. And some of it's gonna be super specific down to a bar. Riptide. Riptide, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) And some of it's gonna be maybe a little bit broad. But um, both of these, your column and then my column after that, I think is, you know, we want this as a jumping off point. To just get other voices in there we want to hear from you and let's kind of just build this thing together now
0: yeah it'll be really fun
1: awesome so great work heather fist bump you too and uh let's not do this again soon <laughs> <But> <laughs> one of these a year is the most i can handle i think aren't we on the every two year schedule for no every year and a half schedule for um doing things where we suffer walking around san yeah. francisco uh, anyway, good work and I think it's going fantastic and um yeah, we'll uh we'll see what's next.
0: Sounds good. it's
1: 2 AM. It's time The cops You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com podcasts with an S. Yeah.